Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Dead End Sports Fantasy Football Running Back. Uh, this is the, the Fantasy Football Running Back preview um, of the upcoming season. Last week, if you caught the show, we previewed the quarterback position. If you missed it, you can catch a replay on YouTube, SoundCloud, or uh, the podcast. If you're subscribed, if you are subscribed to the podcast, be in iTunes. If not, please do so. And um. Follow us. Follow us on at least one, if not all of them, so you'll never miss the show. Uh, if you're following us on uh, on iTunes, please uh, rate us. That'll help other sports fans like you find us. All right, so um, listen. I'm not going to say that 
we are the best fantasy football show out there. I mean, to be honest, we're new. We're new in this arena. This is actually our first year doing fantasy football, but um, if you caught last week's show, you, you may recall us um, saying that we definitely have a lot of experience playing the, the sport of fantasy football, uh, if you want to call it a sport. Most people would not. But, um, but yeah, over 28 years of uh, fantasy football experience combined. So, but, you know, and what we hope to do with this show, ultimately what we hope to do with the show is to just bring you something unique, bring you a different point of view uh, from most of the other shows that you've been playing. And if you followed us for a while, on um, if you follow the show for a while, if you catch any of the videos on the show, you know, we often will have a different point of view when it comes to sports. And sometimes you need a fresh perspective and we hope we'll be able to provide that for you. And hopefully you'll be able to take what you hear and make some smart decisions and uh, win your league because that's the, all people care about is winning uh, their fantasy football league. I am naturally not doing this show alone. Um, uh, B Z is with me. B, what's up? What's going on, brother? Brother Ken. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. What's... Chilling, man. Going... Chilling. What's Yo, going on? Um, what's going on? Everybody that's listening, appreciate y'all checking us out again. Yeah, definitely. We, we, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't really market the show last last week, um, but we had a lot of people check it out. So. Yeah, definitely, thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Running back is uh, is an interesting position. I'm just going to give you guys a quick rundown of some of the topics we'll cover tonight. We're we'll we will talk about must draft running backs if you have the first six or eight picks in your league, depending on your draft strategy. We'll talk about injuries. Uh, LaShawn McCoy was injured. You already know about Arian Foster. Joy Bell has been hurt. Todd Gurley has been cleared to practice, but he's been hurt all, all uh, offseason and preseason as well, um, and more. Uh, we'll talk about DeMarco Murray with Rashawn. With Ryan Matthews there, is he a top five pick still? Is McCoy value too high in Buffalo? What? Do you expect fantasy-wise from Adrian Peterson after he's had a year off? We'll also look at some potential breakout candidates, some buzz, some sleepers, and we'll go over a couple of players that you need to handcuff in case you get one of those fragile running backs. And last, we will talk about some potential rookie running backs who is poised to have a breakout year this year. So uh, that's it. That's our rundown. And um, we're going to try to keep this to an hour because we know uh, you guys have lives. And we, we don't want to really sit here and talk two hours about this. We're going to try to keep these condensed to an hour. I think we can get it all within an hour, um, if not less, and, um, and hopefully give you guys the value you need to, um, to make some wise decisions. Real quick, B, I don't know if you were watching, but um, mm -hmm. I was watching Jameis Winston play today. Uh, tonight, actually, uh -huh. that boy looked ready, man. He looked ready. He he yeah, looked ready, B. I don't know. Hey, I was about to, I was gonna ask you. You think he got those that first game jitters kind of out of his system now, and you think now he's kind of like, okay, I know what I'm dealing with. I know these are professional men. I know what I need to do to take my game to the next level. You think he's you think he's that comfortable now? 
just based on what you saw I, with, with your team? I do because you know um, he was five when, I, when he was five or seven. He rushed for a touchdown, uh, five or seven for fifty-seven yards. Uh, one of the incompletions, he he put it on the money. The guy, it, it was a it was a tough catch, but it, it was catchable. You know, I I, I thought the receiver could have got it because it hit him in the hands. He had to die for it, but he had a chance to make the catch. Um, but he put it in a tight window, you know, right over the fingertips of the defender. And, um, and then there was another pass where he tried to go to Mike Evans up uh, vertical up down the sideline, and that one was just kind of about. It was a great play by the defender, but. His throws looked great. He he had another throw where he dropped it right in the middle of coverage. It was a little long, but it was right where it needed to be. Unfortunately, he, he got his ankle rolled up on, so I think that was his last series. But what I saw is exactly what you just said. He looked he looked comfortable, man. He looked like he belonged this year. I mean, not this year, but this week. Like I was looking at his eyes and his face, and he looked like he, he had that look that he's had on college. Like I've been playing this game for a minute. This is where I'm at. This is where I belong. <laughs> so I, I, I think he, I think he's ready, man. I think he's ready. Most of the stats he took was because of uh, the offensive line just got blew up. So, what did you think? What did you think? Yeah, I, I you know, see, with preseason games is really, it's really weird. You know, of course, because you know, again, you're not playing against the the, the top notch defensive guys that you're going to see on the weekend and week out basis. But I mean, you know, it's pretty easy. If you if you're trying to if I'm evaluating him as a GM or a coach just by what based off what I saw in that game, I'm feeling pretty good going into this season. Not saying I'm expecting us to win 12, 12 or thirteen wins, but like I'm feeling good. Like, hey, look, this guy is looking this comfortable, this poised in the pocket, you know, already. You know, just imagine if we get a year under his belt, two years under his belt, what this guy can do for this franchise, and, you know, within the next decade. You know what I'm saying? He can, he, can be, he can be our guy for the next decade, you know. But it's just still weird, with, you know, with preseason because it's like, yeah, you can look good in preseason, but we've seen plenty of players that – rookies that come out and then, you know, season come and they just don't – they can't get it going. But, you know, quarterback's a different position. So, you know, I think he's definitely mature enough to play that position at a professional level. I, I, I've never questioned that in James Winston's – so you know, I think I think as a if I'm if I'm a GM a coach looking at that, I'm feeling pretty good about you know hopefully my upcoming you know supposedly maybe franchise quarterback for the next decade. You know what I'm saying? So I'm feeling good if he if he can if he and with a good coach and Lovey Smith, if he can groom him and get him going, you know within the next like I said, this is just a testament measure this rookie season. So you know we can get him going and get him really comfortable in that offense again. You see that offense after one year, you know, let alone we talking about the second preseason game. I think James Wilson is going to be okay, man. I think he's going to be all right. You know, it's it's um it's kind of like what you know when I was, when I watched him in college, there were just certain things that I saw that that I liked, and it's just really how does how does he look? Like what what is his eyes? What is his, what what are his eyes telling me? You know, is right. he hearing a headlight? You know that type of thing. But you know, outside of learning curves, which we all expect from him. Um, I saw that. I saw the confidence. And, um, you know, I, and, and just to compare the two, I watched Mariota for a little bit last night, and he um, he looked okay, but he didn't have that same energy that I saw from Winston tonight. And maybe because I'm, I'm a big fan of Winston, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased. But, but Mariota didn't look terrible. Like, he looked like he could play at this level. But, again, like with you – 
I'm like, okay, but this is preseason. Because when I looked at the box score, and the box scores don't really tell you the game, I know that, but I look 5 of 8 for Mariota. But then I look at the second and third string, Medenberger and whoever after him, they were 7 of 9 apiece. So I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't see a difference in talent. Medenberger, Medenberger is probably just as good as Mariota. But Mariota, based on the schemes that I think they'll run, could be really effective this year because I don't think, unlike Winston, I don't know if they'll take as many chances down the field the way Winston will. But um, but I, I just wanted to see how, how he looked after last after his, his first preseason game. And, and I like what I saw. I didn't like the injury, so we, we'll see. But I think he'll have – mistakes we all know Peyton Manning threw what over 20 touchdowns his first year you know and uh so we can't really judge him off that off his first year it's just what do you do after that you know yeah playing again uh by the way uh someone asked on YouTube uh what this beat is um me do you you want to tell them what what the beat is what what the beat's playing (laughs) Someone asked me to hear. Yeah, somebody was. Yeah, I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Somebody was like, "Yo, what's that beat playing in the background?" Oh man, if, if you don't know that <laughs> beat, is done. It's done by yours truly. I did a mixtape in uh with um Nova called Tans of Distraction. That's actually the intro. The intro track to that. That's like the opener uh track for that for that for our project we did. Man, uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. Man, it, it, it was cool. Um, so that's what that beat is, man. Yes, I've done it. <laughs> that was done by me, handcrafted by your boy, Easy Four Three Zero. All right, so um, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way because somebody asked, and um, you know, oftentimes people ask, so we'll just go ahead and let that let them uh, know what that is uh, right away. So um, now you guys don't have to leave a comment. Yeah, hey, but you know, um, real quick, uh, some news. Um, we all suspected it, but it's, it's official now. Uh, Jordy Nelson is done for the year, so he's out. Um, of course, we mm. still haven't previewed our wide receivers. Obviously, that's going to affect that uh, when we do that. But um, but I think it was something that, and, and we're going to get to the running backs. But um, and I'm not trying to, to you know take the show you know off the rails here, Turn but off. it's yeah. kind of one of those things, man. That that we you know that. You know, we were talking about when the news first came down, we were tweeting among each other about drafting early, and this is why you just don't do it. Yes, this is why you have fantasy drafts either late in August, like August 31st, or like early September, like a couple of days before the NFL season kicks off. You got to wait and see how these guys, because guys are going to get injured during training camp, during practice, and sometimes some of the preseason games when they be out there for one drive or one quarter. You have to weigh it out, man. Don't have your fantasy draft August 8th, August 10th, August 11th. You know what I'm saying? And you're picking, you picking yeah. Jordan Nelson, your, your ninth pick in the first round, and then you up here just looking sick. So that's why you always have your fantasy draft at the latest, at the earliest, August 30th, August 31st. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, I think in one of my right. leagues, I'm, I'm having, I have a fantasy draft literally the day before NFL season kicks off. I have it Wednesday, September 9th before NFL season kicks off. So it's like I want to know who is injured. I already know who not to look at, not to draft, or anybody. So 
for those people who love having fantasy football drafts early in August, stop it. Just please. I know you're excited about fantasy football. I am too. So is Ken. But guess what? Wait. Weigh it out. Let these preseason games and these training camps, let them beat each other up to practice first before you start seeing the injuries start rolling down. Because let's not forget, these guys got 16 games that they have to go through in the regular season. So you want to make sure you draft the guy that you feel is going to be the healthiest throughout the season. Not granted. Injuries do happen no matter what. But still, let this play out. Have your fantasy drafts late, early September, late August, if you can help it. All right. It sounds like something we shouldn't have to say, but we got to say it. Just you got to say it. Yeah, yeah, you got to. Some people really yeah. don't know. And some people don't know because I've seen it. I've seen it on Twitter people tweeting about, oh, man, I got my fantasy draft. It was like August 12th. I'm like, really? You having a fantasy draft in freaking August 12th? Like, come on. Like, dude, what, are you, what, what type of fantasy league are you playing in? So, yeah, you just got to say it because people don't know, man. People playing fantasy football for the first time. It could be people listening to us, Ken, that's never played fantasy football that might think about doing it next year so they can know when to have their fantasy draft. You know, they, you know, we giving them, we giving them game, man. We giving them free game. <laughs> All right. Well, if you didn't learn anything, at least you'll take that away from uh, this show. Uh, that's right. easy to implement. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Um, running back. So, um, as, has been the case over the last seems like a decade running backs are the weakest position in fantasy football and typically if you don't get one of those elite running backs in the first um i'll say six um picks then you, you you're probably in trouble um but you know most teams the format is typically quarterback right two running backs two receivers, tight end, and then a flex. So because right. running backs are always so thin, people always have to draft them because by the time you get to 24, because you need to fill two positions, so that means you have, need 24, 24 running backs will have to be drafted. You're looking at T.J. Yeldon and Amir Abdullah and Carlos Hyde and Jonathan Stewart, Andre Ellington. Not bad picks, but if you don't get one of those quote-unquote elite guys, you might struggle. I can speak from experience. I finished five or seven. And I haven't made the playoffs because I don't have a running back. So I had Adrian Peterson last year. We all know what happened to him. He was suspended mm-hmm. for the whole year after playing once. Mm-hmm. once. And then I drafted Toby uh, Gerhardt, and he was terrible. I couldn't find a running back. By the time I found a running back, which was C.J. Anderson, my, my season was done. Yes, season um, was done. Yeah, yeah. He was done. I had great receivers. I had Jordy Nelson, Brandon Marshall, Keenan Allen, Michael Floyd, and then somebody else. So my receivers were okay. I didn't have running backs. I need a running back. Um, so I paid for it. So you need running backs. But what do you do? Like, B, you have the first, you have one, one through six. You know what? Let's do eight. Well, no, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many elite running backs are there in the football league to you right now that you have to take um, if you have the picks one through six? Um, one through, I, say it's, I say it's at least eight, I think. I think it's about maybe seven or eight guys that you can – that if you have, like, those top, you know, four or five or, you know, one, two, one through six picks in the, in the fantasy draft, 
it's about I, out of that six, the top six pick. I think it's about at least seven or eight running backs that I think you should be okay with going into the season. So if you have the seventh or eighth pick, would yeah, you take tricky. a running back? That is tricky. It, it just depends. And also sometimes, and I've said this before, you know, I, I know certain people I know who I play with in, in, our, in my fantasy league. So I know it's guys that I know that's going to draft quarterback in the first round, no matter what they're picking at. If they pick a number one or if they pick a number 11, they, they're going to pick a quarterback. They're going to get a QB. So – if I'm drafting behind certain guys and, like, if I, if I got that seventh pick and I know uh, Le'Veon Bell or, you know, <laughs> someone's going to fall down to me because, you know, the first, you know, four or five picks is going to Jamal Charles, Marshawn Lynch, Lacey, Adrian Peterson, and then you got someone picking the Aaron Rodgers or, or Andrew Luck out there in that first spot, then you know what? I, I think I'll take my chance in drafting a, Q, a QB at that, you know, seventh or eighth spot. It's really tricky. I mean, a, a running back, I'm sorry. I'm picking a running back in that uh, seventh or eighth spot. Um, I'm 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 kind of surprised, but I'm not really surprised. I know you've been high on this guy when we you know had our discussion about running back going into the season. But uh, Jeremy Hill, I'm 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 really surprised they have him ranked as high as he is. Either either they're expecting really really big things from him, just like you are, or or either he's just going to be getting a lot of more carries, taking a lot of more carries from uh, Bernard and Giovanni Bernard than what we anticipating because. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel if I was to have the seventh or eighth pick and I got, and I'm picking Jeremy Hill as my first round pick. Like, is Jeremy Hill a, a first rounder? But I can see people definitely taking him because, just like you said, and I, I've said it before, the running back has gotten thinner and thinner over the years. You know, back in 2004 and five, when I first started playing, running backs was, you know, running backs were important. You know, like my way of drafting, I used to always draft two headed. My I used to call my teams two headed my because I used to always draft it, like, two at least top ten running backs on my squad. Like, I have, like, a Marshawn Lynch and a, and a, you know, DeMarco Murray caliber type running back on my squad at the same time. And then I'd be like, I'll suffer a wide receiver and give me a dog quarter and give me a nice quarterback and have me, like, you know, second-tier receivers and still be good. But now, yeah, you you, you at least need one. If you're, in a, if you're in the league where you got two running backs, two wide receivers and flicks, you at least need one horse, man. You got to have a horse, like, a, a Lacey or a Charles. You got to have at least one, and the rest you can just kind of draft your other positions. But you can't even go for that two-headed monster no more because if you do, you're going to hurt yourself, you know, in the in the long run. Unless you can find you a jewel in, in a waiver wire. But at seven to eight, man, I don't know, Ken, if, I, if, if, if Jeremy Hill is sitting there, I guess it's just a name. The name is not sexy enough for me, I guess. But, then, <laughs> you know, when you draft, when you draft a fantasy, it ain't about no names. This is about who you think gonna put up points for you on a consistent basis. But and you know Jeremy Hill had a B second 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 half of the season, man. So that's that's very tempting, man. But like if a Le'Veon Bell was sitting there at seven, then I was like, okay, bam, I'm getting him. But it's just I think for me personally, I think Jeremy Hill is just is not sexy enough. I'm pretty sure you probably get him because you've been high on him for the past month and a half or so. So. Yeah, seven or eight, man, that's really a tricky position, man, because I'm thinking, like, man, can I fill up that, that QB position? Because I know they're going to be sitting there. Or do I get one of those top one, two, three-tier wide receivers? I mean, the top tier, one of, you know, top one, two, or three best wide receiver in the league. You know, it's, just, it's crazy by being a pass-happy league. So that's why this running back position is very tricky because, you know, if you don't get those horses, man, that we predicting, that's going to be good. By the time you get to the end of the second round, you're pretty much rolling the dice, like on everybody. Like at that point, you better do your homework on running back if you think going to be sleepers or not. So, 
it, okay, so here, here's the situation. So I, I'm I'm like you. So the first five picks, based on rankings, uh, this is on Yahoo. Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Marshawn Lynch, Eddie Lacy, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, six, they have C.J. Anderson. I think you can switch him with DeMarco Murray, so it just depends on who you prefer, C.J. Anderson or DeMarco Murray. And then after that, there's – okay, so I'll just go with C.J. Anderson is ranked six. So those are your first six. So I think there are five must-draft running backs if you get the first five picks. After that, much like you – it gets a little dicey, and that's why I say it depends on your draft strategy. Because there's C.J. Anderson, there's DeMarco Murray, Jeremy Hill, Matt Forte, Justin Forsett, LaShawn McCoy. That are left. So if you're drafting six through eight, who do you draft? You're because you're also looking at Antonio Brown, Dez Bryant, Rob Gronkowski, Quinn of the Marius Thompson. That's, yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, ooh, that's tricky, Ken. That is so tricky. Man. Oh, God. I, um, if, if I have the six, see, I'm not that high on CJ Anderson anymore. Um, he hasn't looked good. I think Ronnie Hillman has looked better, but it depends on, of course, they're playing against different strings, of course, but. I don't know. C.J. Henderson hasn't really looked all that great. I think he could round into shape as the season go along, but I'm afraid they may go running back by committee. Um, yeah. 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 Like, if I have the sixth pick, if I have the sixth pick in the draft, I don't think I'm taking C.J. Anderson, DeMarco Murray, or Jeremy Hill. I think I will go with a proven veteran and Matt Forte. And even though I'm not that high on Matt Forte, what I Yeah, I'm not either, but I get really your point. Yeah, he, he scores. He doesn't really score a lot of touchdowns, but he can. But one thing he will do is catch the ball, and they're going to use him. Um, he's a safer pick for me at six than Jeremy Hill, who's going to starting out split time with uh, with um, um, Giovanni Bernard. Uh, DeMarco Murray has a timeshare threat in Ryan Matthews, and I think the same thing with C.J. Anderson. So if I'm stuck in that six through eight, Spot, I may take the safe way out and go with Matt Forte, um, and and just just roll the dice with that because and then see who falls back to me. I don't think you can go wrong with C.J. Anderson or Jeremy Hill, but neither one of them have proven it yet. I, I will look. We've talked about. I've, I've talked about Jeremy Hill. Um, I still expect a big year from me from him. I don't know if I'm I'm going eight. I don't know if I'm going eight. You know what? The thing with – well, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. So, those first – like, right after that fifth, right after that fifth pick, it gets a little dicey. But the fact is you need a running back because if you get one of these receivers, man, by the time it comes back around to you, <laughs> you're looking at – let's see. and Well, depending on how people draft because people are going to eat the rest of the running backs left. Dog, you may be looking at Mark Ingram, Afra Morris, Joseph Randall, Andre Ellington, Jonathan Stewart as your running back one. Is that what you really want? You know, so it's – and then after that, more running backs going to come off the board, so then you're stuck even further down the line with, you know, guys like LeGarrette Blunt, 
Christopher Ivory, C.J. Spiller. So your running backs can look real ugly if you don't get one of those guys. So I think if you have the first eight pick, I think you almost have to go running back. No, man. With the, I mean, like, how do you feel going in, <laughs> knowing that your first-round pick is someone of that caliber? You know what I'm saying? Where you can probably get a better person that's going to put up more fancy points on your squad. But then, like you say, if you don't pick them then, by the time it comes back, or even if, you know, it, by the time you wait till like, the third or fourth round, you like, you're looking at the running backs like, wait a minute, like, what the hell? <laughs> so it's scary, mm-hmm. man. It's really it's really interesting, man. That, that's why, I, oh, man. And I did in sports league. I hope I'm picking, like, late. I hope I'm picking, like, like 10 or 11 or something like that. 10 or 11 or 12. I hope I'm picking, like, around that. I hope I am. Yeah, I, I hope yeah I, me too. I hope I don't get, like, that five or six, man. You know, oh, I hope I'm... I hope I'm I'm hoping I'm 10 or 11 or 12. Because I know the people that I want to get, I know I'm going to possibly, I'm going to get if, I, if, I, if I'm drafting at 10, 11, 12. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Um, I think if, man, I don't know, man. I, I You know what? I, yeah, it's just that I'm, I'm with you. I would rather, if I don't have the top five picks, I'll rather pick 10, 11, or 12. I'll let somebody else deal with that um, than, than, than me. Um, but, like I said, I, I think Jeremy Hill has a chance to be some, do something special. But his situation in Cincy kind of scares me because I don't know. They they know they need to give him the ball, but they like both running backs. And Giovanni Bernard is a is a running back one, so he, he has the, the capabilities to be a lead back. He just can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so he can be the guy. But if they are committed to splitting time with him too, then, you know, he may be worth like a 13, 14, 15, like, like a second or third round pick than a first round pick, which is what most people are spending on him, which I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a sleeper for me. Um, so anyway, um, but Speaking of, because like I said, if, if, if you guys remember, I mentioned that LaShawn McCoy was ranked 11th. Um, you know, he was at one point considered the number one running back in the league. He was a must-draft guy in the t- first top five. He's hurt. He hurt his ankle, I think, his, his ankle in practice. And now, he, you know, wh- what are they going to do with him? Because if you look at LaShawn Mich- McCoy, he's really interested because we already know that Buffalo doesn't have a running uh, quarterback, so all they're going to do is stack mm-hmm. the line. LaShawn mm-hmm. McCoy dances far too much to be effective. Yep. That's why I'm not that high on LaShawn McCoy. I, I, yeah, because, because, because of his situation. Because it's because of his situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, because so of his situation, yeah. So, I mean, is, is, he, is he one of those... Is he a top 10 fantasy back to you. Oh, you're talking about McCoy? Yeah. No, he's not. He's not. Yeah, just, I mean, just because of the situation he's in. If he was still at Philadelphia where they had a good offense, where they are rumored to have one of the top three best offensive linemen going into this year, uh, you know, I would probably, I think McCoy would be a little bit higher on, on that, on that, you know, on that draft spot. Like, if I, I, I would feel comfortable getting him at seven or eight than I would a Jeremy Hill. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but just because of this situation, I mean, where he's at, you know, the system that he's at, uh, I don't know if I feel comfortable. Yeah. Like you said, just because of the quarterback. The quarterback, 
the quarterback is not going to scare defense. So they're going to be like, yo, let's stack this up. We ain't going to let McCoy get it. We're going to dare this court QB to beat us with his arm. You know, I probably would take McCoy over Justin Forsett. I'm not too high on him um, this year. I, I know a lot of people um, have him ranked in the top ten. But he had he had a strong outing last year, and you know you know you know um you know Baltimore gonna run the ball. They they love to run the ball. Put it like that. And you know people respect your boy Flacco. People respect him. So I I can see I can I can see for I can see why Force it just because just like Jeremy Hill, just just the way he played the last you know second half of the season, and you know. Hey, I, I can see that. I, I, I'm comfortable. I'm a little more comfortable, of course, just because, you know, Baltimore is a run-first, you know, run-heavy type of offense. I mean, even though they pass it more, but they, they still run that ball. They don't get away from it. Put it like that. They, I can see Buffalo getting away from it real quick, but I don't see Baltimore getting mm. away from it. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not drafting for a set. I, I, I'm not. I, he may be one of those guys that punish me. He may be one of those guys like, man, I probably should have gotten him. But I'm just I just don't believe it, man. I, I really don't. Um I'll take a chance with McCoy or Lamar Miller over him. And maybe even Frank Gore because of the situation he's going to. And to be honest, not no to Frank Gore? He's going to Indy. He's never um, had a quarterback, B. Yeah, he's never had a quarterback. You're right about that. They but I mean, Fra- I mean, is but is this the same Frank Gore we used to see in San Fran five, six seasons ago? Though I mean, how old is Frank Gore? Because I mean, you know, let, let's let's look at like Frank Gore is like what he's in his, is he thirty past thirty now? You know, of course, when he hit that pe- he over is. thirty mark, yeah, when he hit that over thirty mark, I think he's like thirty two, thirty one, thirty two. You know, if, if I'm wrong, let me know. But um. Yeah, I think he's like 31, 32. You know, in, in running back football age, that's like, you know, okay, you kind of considering your decline. But I see what you're saying. you got a QB, a respectable QB. You can't stack the line because Andrew Luck is going to kill you if you do that. you got some respectable receivers, you know. So, hey, I mean, it can look good for him. It, it, it's definitely an attractive-looking attractive pick. Frank Gore is definitely an attractive-looking pick because – of what Andrew Luck can do to you alone, you can't stack. You can't put eight in the box. Hell, you can't even put seven in the box. Nah. So, you know what I'm saying. So it's just, yeah. I, I see where you're going. I mean, it's just uh, if if this was maybe Frank Gore, maybe even three seasons ago, I'd be like, okay, he would probably be top ten just because of the situation he's in. But I don't know, man. Frank last year he already showed like, oh man, like that dude is still worthy. But maybe he just he was just ready to get out of San Fran. Maybe he in a fresh start with Indianapolis. He know he has a chance to you know, possibly not only, you know, play in the Super Bowl, but possibly win it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's 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 a it's an interesting looking pick. I'll tell you one thing, if 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 he's a, he's definitely a sexy pick at late if you pick in, if you got a late uh second round pick and you're looking for a running back. If you haven't drafted one yet. If you if yeah, you're a late yeah, second yeah. rounder and you like, okay, I got Aaron Rodgers, late second round, come back, ain't really that many running back before let me get a running back now before the, it gets even worse. You know what? I don't have no problem picking uh, picking Frank Gore at 21, 22 pick. I would feel good about that pick. So more of a running back two than a running back one, but a running back one if you didn't get one of the elite running backs. You're right. If exactly. you just stuck. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, if you just stuck. Yeah. If you stuck and you got you got Jonathan Stewart, Carlos Hyde, um, um, 
Mark Ingram or whatever. I I, I think Frank Gore is the sexier pick <laughs> to pick up. You know, so I definitely get him. You know, if I'm picking, if I got a if I got a QB my first round coming back to my second, late second, and you know, if, if Frank Gore's in there, I'm picking him. All right, so uh, Arian Foster, what do you do with Arian Foster? Because now he's projected to miss maybe the first month of football of the regular season. Um, how high are you drafting him? Are you taking a, Are you taking a risk with him? So let, let, okay, let's put it like this: you you have your running back one. Um, you're obviously not drafting him as your running back two, so you're gonna have those two positions filled. Um, one, are you going to draft him if he falls to you in like the seventh or eighth round, or is that too high for Arian? Uh, eighth round, I, I was thinking more like eighth or ninth. <laughs> Me personally, eighth or ninth. I say yeah, eighth or ninth round. You know, because by that time you pretty much got your your. your by the time you hit like the ninth round, eighth or ninth round, you pretty much have you pretty much drafted your guy that you're gonna be playing on a week to week basis, you know, with the exception of bye weeks. But you're gonna you got your main guys that you that you're gonna go with from a week to week basis. By the time you get to the eighth, ninth, tenth round, you're pretty much drafting for you know your bench who you think you're gonna play when these players got bye weeks and stuff like that. That's pretty much what you do. And if Aaron Foster, if he's sitting there in the eighth or ninth round. You know, I already I already got my two running backs, starter running backs. I already got my wide receiver set, my QB. And you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna pick Aaron Foster because you know if he if he comes back, if you if you're feeling good with your running backs that you got already, and if he comes back and 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 do at least three fourths of what you think he's gonna do, your team can be dangerous, man. So you know, eighth mm-hmm. ninth round. I think I say if he's sitting there, I say get him. I say it wouldn't hurt to get him because I mean it's not like he's gonna be out for the whole season. You know he's missed how many games? Six games. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Yeah, Roughly six. Okay. Um, George Bell is is back. Yeah, George Bell is back. Um, but they also have Amir Abdullah. Who do you like? Mm -hmm. They they Detroit has already said it's Bell's job. He is the lead back. Who do you like? best in that situation because Amir's a rookie so and he's one of the rookies that you know we, we projected to talk about um, on the show so do you like him over Joyce Bell um, or are you going to take the rookie because people are high on Abdullah yeah I'll, I'll, I don't, you know uh, uh, unlike unlike NBA fantasy sports you know Taking a chance on a rookie is, is you, you know, your awards is, is somewhat a little bit better than taking a chance on a rookie in the NFL. I, I don't know. I've always been against, you know, I've always been against like drafting rookies. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe in the for your bench, but like for like your starter, your your, your, your every week punch and go. I've never been the one that's been like, okay, I need to draft this rookie. I don't care how much hype he got coming out of college going to the NFL. I just, I don't know. I just never been high. I, now I would pick up a mirror if he's available in the 10th, 11th round, which I know he's not. But, you know, like, that's just how low I am on rookies. You know, it's just like you just never, I don't know, I never put too much trust in the rookies, man, especially in that position at the running back. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Ryder Stevie, you might have a little bit more of a lean way because, of course, it's going to turn into a pass-happy league and, and the Ryder Stevie's going to take that much uh, punishment. But a running back, man, it, it's really, especially a rookie running back, it's really iffy. The only rookie running back I've ever took in, like, in the second round or third round was Adrian Peterson. That's because he was just like, he was like that LeBron James running back. He was just like a, a beast mm-hmm. amongst, you know, he was just like that beast. You knew LeBron was going to come in the league and 
be okay. I knew Adrian Peterson coming out of Oklahoma University was gonna be okay. I drafted him early, and I was like, this dude gonna be dope, and he did not fail me. So I don't know, but with this guy, he runs to like east west. He doesn't run north south. So it's like he's a good elusive back to have, and looks like he can catch the ball in the backfield. He give you more than just rushing yards; he gives you reception yards too. Mm, I, I, I'm not too high on him. Like I get him in the later round, you know, ninth, tenth, eleventh. I get him in, but I'm not. I'm not spending a, a fifth, sixth, or seventh round on him. That's just me. I've never been high on rookie running backs. Um, Demarco Murray had a heavy workload last last year. It, it's been well documented. It's been discussed mm-hmm. plenty. Um, he's going to Philadelphia, high octane offense, but he's sharing the workload with Ryan Matthews. Is DeMarco Murray to you still a top five pick? Running back. Mm. You know what? I forgot about him when you, when you offered when you talked about the uh, if you was picking eight, seven, or eight. Because I, I think I kept mentioning Jeremy Hill. I I think I think that's a, okay. I guess because the name the name is sexy. I guess if I'm picking seven to eight. You know, I think he's in that 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 second. You know, that that six to ten running. If you want to get a running back, that's six to ten mm-hmm. pick or whatever. I think Demarco Murray is not bad, even though they. I think I think they said that uh, Chip Kelly was just making sure that he kind of watches uh, Demarco Murray's workload going into this season. But you know, what I've told you, you Ralph and Kyle, you got Mister Glass back there running. Ryan Matthews. I mean, can Ryan Matthews really? We we see what he was able to do. In San Diego, he, I mean, when he's healthy, he's a baller. Don't get me wrong, but he always managed to get injured and miss, you know, four or five or two games, man, or something. It's like, well, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe it could be less than that, but it just seems like he never is healthy for a full season. You know what I'm saying? We saw what DeMarco Murray can do when he's healthy for a full majority to a full season. So I have a feeling Ryan Matthews at some point is going to get injured, whether it's early in the season or midway through the season. DeMarco Murray workload is still going to be pretty high. It probably won't be as much as it was in Dallas. Uh, I don't think they're going to run him to the ground because you don't want to run your backs to the ground like that. But um, I still think DeMarco Murray, because I think didn't he lead the league in uh, 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 carries per, um, yards per carry last year? Or was it the year before? I know it was one of those years he led the league in yards per carry. So, um, you know, I think DeMarco Murray can still – he's a good pick at, at, at that 6th, 7th, or 8th spot. If you want, if you still want to get a running back, if you see Demarco Murray there and you picking seventh or eighth, you know, you know, you know, I need to get my back. Let me go get Demarco Murray. That's not a bad pick. Um, I would. So Demarco Murray is a running back that scares me this year. Um, I don't like the timeshare. Uh, we saw what we saw what happened to Lashawn McCoy. Even though he got his numbers, when when Darren Sproles was there, it it, it hurt McCoy. McCoy. Cost a lot of it did. Some, some finishes. It did. <laughs> it did. Because a lot, a lot of people pick McCoy like one, two, and three. Like he, McCoy was either going the first pick, second pick, or third pick last year in a lot of drafts. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he was pissing a lot of people off. He pissed a lot of people off. So yeah, you, you're definitely right about that. So I, I think if, so I'll put it to you this way: for me, the only way I would draft Demarco Murray is. And even though I'm not, even though the timeshare scares me, but I think the potential is there. C.J. Anderson is gone. If Jeremy Hill is gone, if Matt Forte is gone, and I'm stuck with Demarco Murray, Justin Forsett, and Lashawn McCoy, 
I probably would go with DeMarco Murray because of the offense over the other two because we already talked about LaShawn McCoy's problems that he may run into. So, and so you pick Jeff, it. for me, I'm not. Huh? So you picking? So you 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 from Oklahoma picking C.J. Anderson over Demarco Murray? I don't think I would. Uh, yeah. Because we we talked about it. They they they're gonna C.J. Anderson gonna be in a run run by committee squad. So I don't know, man. I I, think I would feel more comfortable getting Demarco Murray over C.J. Anderson. But he's in the same situation. It, it seems to me. Well, uh, hold on. Let me let, let's look up. Let me look up C.J. Anderson. Because they, things have been really quiet about him, right? And yeah. he hasn't looked that quiet. great, but he he can play. But Ronnie Hillman has just looked fantastic in preseason. And this is why I hate preseason. Uh-oh, Mike Evans left Monday Night Football with a strained hamstring. That's not good. Uh, let's say, well, you know what? See, okay. So now you, you, threw, you threw a wrinkle in the mix. Because now they're saying that Ronnie Hillman is 1B to C.J. Anderson. See? Which, See? Which could, could See? See? Um, hmm. But, you know, he's just like, um, what's his name? He, uh, Ryan Matthews, he, he's going to get hurt, too. Yeah, he's going to get hurt. So, <laughs> but you know you know, DeMarco going to get his, man. He's going to be just fine. All right, so maybe DeMarco Murray over C.J. Anderson because, and I've just been watching, man, something about C.J. Anderson scares me. Um, but it's the p- potential of what he can do. But if he gets off to a slow start, it, it, it'll be a wrap for him. And then they still got Monte Ball there who, you know, he, he's been looking okay. Uh, that that situation is going to be ugly. But um, I don't know, okay, man. So, so I, I think okay, so I it was, just depends I was, on how things play out. Yeah, I was a little bit – I was a little more harsh on Ryan Matthews. In 2010, he played 12 games. In 2011, he played 14. 2012, he played 12. 2013, he played 16. But last year, he only played six. So maybe I was just going off of last year. Okay. And, I mean, he rushed – he had – so far, he has two uh, years where he rushed over 1,000 yards and the other years was 678, 707, and 330. So – and that was – the 330 was when he only played six games. So – Maybe I'm just going by fresher memory and him being hurt <laughs> and missing like ten plus games last year. So you know we, we'll see what Ryan Matthews can do, man. You know he, I mean, I'm thinking he only played like four games one season, six games one season, five games one season. Like I was talking him out. So I take that back for the listeners, man. Like he played, he played a good, healthy game. So 14 games out of out of out of 16, that's pretty good. 12. You know, so he only missing like you know three games here, four games this season. So that's not too bad, with the exception of last year. But that's about it. Yeah, yeah. But what they're saying out of Philly is that they they look to split that, um, what sixty five, thirty five. You know, in, in terms mm-hmm. of carries. So that you know that's going to be a lot because Demarco Murray isn't the type of running back that's going to break away from you, right? He's not nope. going to pop one and then he's out. You know, he needs the carries, and then he kind of wears you down, and then, you know, he yep. kind of gets to the goal line, and then he just plot in. So he's not going right. to play. Right, and, and then plus the QB situation, too. Do they, do they, do, yep. do, do the QB scare you? Do they, do, they, do they scare you enough to where you can be like, 
oh man, we need to respect the arm. Let's lay, you know, let's lay off, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, or they gonna be like, right. hey, we gonna put eight in the box. We gonna dare Sam Bradford to beat us with his arm, or you know, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be really interesting. Yeah. DeMarco Murray is. Yeah, he, that's an interesting situation. Yeah, he is. I, I I just think that his value is is equal to. When the season is over, could be in the same range as C.J. Anderson, Matt Forte, Justin Forte, and maybe LaShawn McCoy, um, mm-hmm. just because of the reduced workload. Um, so anyway, that that's kind of how I'm looking at him. We already talked about McCoy. Um, he's no longer valued as high as he was before when I was coming up with the show. Um, they got him around 10th or 11th. I think I'm, I'm safe with him there. Because uh, right after him, you look at the Lamar, Lamar Millers, Latavius Murray, Frank Gore, Melvin Gordon. I'll take McCoy over, over one of them. Um, so, so we'll we'll skip that. Um, I guess the one that everybody's kind of really, really projecting to have a breakout year, which is which is reasonable, but I think it's still worth discussing with Adrian Peterson. Um, he's been off for a year, and like you mentioned before, he's he's over the age of 30, but he is a freak of nature. Um, but will taking a year off impact his fantasy numbers this year? Is he still your number one guy? Uh, he's probably top three. I mean, he's easily top three. Uh, I mean, he can go one. You have the number one pick, B. You have the number one pick. Who are you taking? I'm not taking. I'm not. I'm not taking Adrian Peterson at number one. Not at number one. I'm not. I'm not taking Adrian Peterson at number one. But I can see people taking him because I think I've said it. I don't know if people said it or Kyle, but you know, he's he. Yeah, he's he has a year off, but he has a year off of less wear and tear on his body. So it's like he's. I think he's gonna come in this season angry. He's gonna be rejuvenated. He's gonna be. You know, he's gonna be ready to show. Is working to really ball out and, and try to still try to put up that 2,500 uh, 2, rushing yard that he say he's going to get. I think he's going to still try to go after it. Now that you have a QB that's a year better, that's a year more experienced, that 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 played pretty decent without you. You know what I'm saying? So I think now that you put a little bit more comfort and have you put a little bit more ease in Teddy Bridgewater, and you got some good. You got, they got a decent, a good wide receiver core. Let's not let's not forget about that too. So. I think, you know, I think Adrian Peterson is is due to have a breakout year, man, because like I said, it's no wear and tear or nothing. He's healthy. You know, he's 100% healthy. I don't think he's – hopefully he's not going to do anything where he's going to severe a season injury like, like Jordy Nelson or somebody. <laughs> so, you know, I mm-hmm. think I – can, I can definitely see him. I don't, I'm not mad if someone pick him first. If I'm sitting there and someone pick him first, I ain't even going to question they pick. I'm not even going to say, huh? I'm not even gonna like be like, "Wow, you crazy." I'm like, "Oh, okay, damn, like that, okay, you got, you got, you got him." Me personally, I think I wouldn't pick him that if I had number one pick, but you know, people people pick him for a reason. You know, people are still rank him number one and 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 they top five running backs and stuff. So you know, it, I, I have no issue. I have no beef with that. Um, I'll take him. I, I'll take you take him one. Shit, just. It's, it's a it's a high risk high reward type of play uh, pick. Um, he's going to get a heavy workload. That's what Zimmer said. He yeah, has a quarterback. Yeah. Bridgewater can yep. play. He has a quarterback, and you already said he has receivers. 
so you can't really stack the line. That's not Ponder back there anymore. Um, yeah. When he started, yeah. Pra- yeah. So when he started practicing on July 29th, he said that he didn't feel as explosive as usual, which is kind of normal. But yeah, right. Respect him to through that. Yeah, it's uh, rough. He did have a yeah, yeah. He did have an energy uh, minor thigh injury August 11th, but we're talking about August 24th. And things have been eerily quiet coming out of Minnesota. Nobody's talking about Adrian Peterson and, you know, how he looks or this, that, and other, at least that I've seen. I think when I look at the top five picks, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, I have issues with him in, in, in the Kansas City offense. He uh, he suffered last year because of Andy Reid. Uh, I I think it's a toss-up between Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson because of age. I think they're equal there, and they're both physical runners. Eddie Lacy could be a top running back. Um, he looks a little—he looks a little thick, though. <laughs> when I saw him running in for a touchdown, he looked a little chunky. But uh, he could be a so? top five. You know, <laughs> yeah, he, he looked—he looked a little chunky, man, to me. But um, but he looked explosive. As long as uh, he doesn't get hit by a Seahawk, he should be fine. And there's Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I think, it, for me, if I got the number one pick, I'm looking at Adrian Peterson, Eddie Lathan, and maybe Le'Veon Bell. I'll take Jamal Charles and Marshawn Lynch if I have four or five. But I'll probably go with Adrian Peterson over Eddie Lathan and Le'Veon. Well, maybe not Le'Veon Bell. I, I, uh, maybe not Le'Veon Bell. But, but what's, what's wrong with Le'Veon Bell? Ability of Bill? Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, maybe what's wrong with Le'Veon Bell? catching ability. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I like Le'Veon Bell at number one because he catches the ball, he can run the ball, they want to put up 30. That's what Ben Roethlisberger said, and they got to do that in a multitude of ways. But they also saying that Adrian Peterson will catch the ball this year more than he has before, and I think that's part of North Turner's offense anyway. So I think the upside for Adrian Peterson might be a little bit more than Le'Veon Bell. I don't think you can go wrong with Adrian Peterson or Le'Veon. Well, you probably can. It just depends on who you prefer. I think Le'Veon Bell is the safer pick at number one, but I think if you want a guy who's going to come back and really do some damage, who could do some damage, Adrian Peterson may be that guy. But you, you, he may not be, so you're taking the chance. I'm willing to take that chance at number one. I would prefer to have the number two pick. So, so somebody <laughs> make the decision easier. Right, right, but, right. Take, look, take know. the pressure off of you a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's me. Um, what about? Do you have any breakout candidates this year? Like, who do you think could have a great year that were just right on the brink, but maybe they just needed a, a season under their belt? Ooh, who's, the, who's this happened. year's Justin? Yeah, who's this year's Justin Forsett? Uh, this year's Justin Forsett. I think I'm gonna go with. Ooh man. Maybe let me give you some. Let me give you some. Maybe name. no. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna give you one. Maybe because he's in okay. the division. Maybe because he's in. What? What is he in the weak division? Well, not a. Not a. When I think of this division, I don't think it's super tough. The AFC West. Um, is uh. What's the guy for, um, from Oakland? Murray? I was just Latavius about to Murray. name him. Latavius Murray. Yeah, yeah, Latavius Murray. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's going to be that guy that's going to – he's going to probably go, like, in the second or third round, but he's going to be that guy that nobody really – like, 
he's he's a name that that's not that throw out there that's not really sexy. But when you when you when he start balling, there's gonna be people out there gonna be like, damn, did he get picked up? Like, did I trap him? Like, why well, I didn't get him? I had I had time to get him. I think I think Latavius Murray is gonna is gonna be due to have a a, a good a good year, a bust out year. He's gonna be your justice for a set. Um, I don't know about him just yet. I, I remember when he started. We you know when he was playing last year, he had like four car a hundred yards or something on four carries. Then he mm-hmm. got a chance to actually actually start, and he mm-hmm. was okay. He wasn't great. Um, I think we'll get the okay more than great um, with him. So it, they have him ranked right now 13th in in most um, R, RB rankings. But uh, Dan, I, I, I think there's a. I thought he would yeah, be like lower. Yeah. I thought he would be a little lower. Yeah. Um, I think one I, I mentioned think. earlier, Frank Gore. Frank Gore is one. Um, I like Mark Ingram this year. Uh, I think Joseph Randall may be that guy, uh, and um, and maybe look. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, um, Frank Gore because of his situation. Andre Johnson on one side, T.Y. Hilton on on the on the other. Kobe Fleener. In, at, at tight end, Andrew Luck at, at quarterback, and uh, what is that uh, uh, guy? What is that guy's the third who? slot receiver out of Ole Miss? He's a slot receiver out of Ole Miss for the Colts. Oh, oh, Ryan Cook? Is it Cook? You said Cook no. already, right? Um, out of Ole Miss, and you got me. I'm looking it up. Um, but anyway, but I think because of uh, the players, oh, they got Philip Dorsett. Man, Frank Gore has weapons at the receiver position. All Dante Moncrief, who had a couple of good games. Look, man, okay. he should have, it depends on how good that line is, he should have lanes all day. <laughs> Yeah, it depends on how good that line is. I know, but the 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 breakout potential is there for Frank Gore. That's all I'm saying. Um, Mark Ingram, it may be a a year too late. I thought last year was the one. Uh, Maybe teams will key on him this year, but I still think he has uh, a shot. Um, What about? Do you trust? Do you trust Andre Ellington? For some reason, I've never like put trust in Arizona. Cardinals running back for some reason. I've never been like, I don't know. You don't trust him though. <laughs> you said no. I, I nah, nah. I, I, it, I'm not drafting him. I, I'm not drafting Andre Ellington. He's a guy I'm staying away from. He, he's a guy that that's a potential bust for me. Who? Okay, I, let me give you some busts that I have, and then I'll ask for for yours. So, um, Justin Forsett. <laughs> I just uh, I'm not high on Justin Forsett this year. Uh, Afro Morris, I'm not high on him. Andre Ellington, no. Um, I mean, now we get into a bunch of second tier guys, uh, but some may be starting. Rashad Jennings, I, I, I'm not. I'm not yeah, too, me too high on him. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not high on him either. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from him. 
Uh, let's see. I'm staying away from anybody in, in, in Cleveland. Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West. Yeah. Um, they're saying good things about Bishop Sankey. I don't think he's going to do anything. And um, definitely not messing with anybody in Dallas. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'm not messing with Darren McFadden in Dallas. He, he can stay where he's at. Um, out of the top ten, I think DeMarco Murray could let some people down, depending on where yeah. they draft him. Yeah. And so can C.J. Anderson. Uh, Jamal Charles is – it's just what he did last year. I think if they committed to getting him the ball, uh, he still finished in the top last year. But, you know, I'm not going to put him on bus. I want more – I'm not, I'm not going to put him there, but but definitely DeMarco Murray and, and C.J. Anderson. I'm worried about the two of them um, this year. I'm I'm staying away from them. Who, who you got? Who are your bus candidates for this year? Uh, bus. I agree with you on DeMarco Murray. Even though I was, you know, saying, hey, I get him at the seventh, eighth spot, but I still think he can be that guy. That, you know, you might he might have a decent year, but it's not going to be last year's year. <laughs> Uh, DeMarco yeah. Murray, um, the guy from San Fran, um, Carlos. Carlos. Um, yeah, I think I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he bust if he don't have a really good season this year. Um, surprisingly, I, I think this one, this one's going to surprise you. I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Forte have a bust year, or you know, a, mm. a below average year. I, 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 that wouldn't. Just the whole situation in Chicago right now. I think, and isn't Jeffrey isn't he down right now? I think he got. I think he's hurt. I don't know if it's serious, but um, uh, Jeffrey the ride the wide out. I think I know he's hurt. He's hurt. Yeah. He can't, he's dealing with something. I don't know if it's like no, you're missing eight nine weeks type of injury, but he he's dealing with something. And then you we already know what Jay Cutler's about. So I don't know, man. I would not be surprised if Matt Forte, you know, if he's going as high as you know six, seventh, or eight. Lessing people down, like seriously. So yeah, those, those my plus for this for this year. Um, okay, yeah, those 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 are good. Like, they, and, and, and keep in mind, um, you know, these are guys that you will be depending on where you are drafting. You will be forced to draft these guys. But I think that you know, when you look at the end of the year, what we're saying is that you may have to the expectations that you may have for them. They may not fulfill them. Um, you know, when when, we, when it's all said and done. So they may still have some fairly decent numbers, but they may not have breakout numbers or the numbers you expect. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So we're not saying they're going to be whack, but, right, you know, that's right. just, yeah, yeah. Just wanna, they, just uh, won't live, they, just won't, they just won't live up to where you think they're going to do this. They're just not going to live up to the their expectations or to what the, right. the NFL or fantasy expectations is. They're not, they won't live up to that. So I'm going to give you some sleepers that I have. I have, um, surprisingly, I, I, I have Carlos Hyde as a sleeper. I'm, I'm the opposite of you. Uh, he's, he's looked okay so far in preseason. Um, Kate Kaepernick is obviously a, um, a problem. <laughs> but, um, but I think that I like, he's coming from Ohio State. He's shown in spurts, like, Flashes last year. I think he just didn't get the opportunity. He has some things to learn, but um, I think he could put he could surprise people if you get him late, if you get it for a flex. So I think he could be okay there. Uh, obviously, Joseph Randall. I think he's going to steal the job from Darren McFadden. I think he can end up being a running back one if that line is as good as advertised. 
Um, if that line made DeMarco Murray like they said it did last year, I, I like Joseph Randall. Um, and I know he's moving up a lot of people's draft board. Um, Christopher, Christopher Ivory uh, could could be a, a nice sleeper depending on where you get him. Uh, Doug Martin could have a bounce back year depending on what, how the rest of the running back do uh, his competition that he has there. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, who else I got? Uh, Bishop Sankey looked pretty good last year, last night um, when I watched him. So he, mm-hmm. he's a potential sleeper that could come out and 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 do some things. And ah man, I I think that and that might be it. Um, you know, I I'm a little iffy on Afro Blue because. He's big. He's not that fast, but I, I think he could almost do some things here and there. But at the same time, when he had a shot last year, he was he didn't he didn't do so well. But you know, I think he was his first year. I think he was a rookie or something like that. So I think there were some things he had to learn. It's his job um, right now to start the season, and um, so. You know, he could definitely fill in if you want to draft Arian Foster. You may want to go ahead and get Afro Blue. We'll get to that later. And uh, people have been talking about Duke Johnson, but I don't think he's going to take the, the job away from Isaiah Crowell or Terrence West because Terrence West did look good, but uh, but I think that's a that's a timeshare there. So so yeah, man, I got uh, Carlos Hyde, Christopher Ivory, uh, Doug Martin could be a sleeper, and um. God, Mr. Smitty. Joseph Randall. Those are my sleepers uh, for this year. Who you got? Sleepers. Okay, so sleepers I have. Um, um, Charles Slim, Charles Sims. I think I think Charles Sims might be like that guy that that you'd be like, whoa, where did this guy come from? I didn't, I didn't, you know, he he be that guy that 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 go late in draft, like you know, late. When I'm, I'm talking about like that gold digging, you sleeping sleeper pick. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's gonna go like eighth, ninth round, probably. Charles Sim, I can out of Tampa Bay, because I, I can see Doug Martin. Because Doug Martin's been disappointing. He's been disappointing coaches lately with his with his gameplay, you know. So I, I can definitely see coaches turning the leaf and going to Charles Sim. Um, another guy I have is um, Duke Johnson. I think Duke Johnson. Um, what's called he played for? Uh, shoot. Uh, I think he played for Arizona. <laughs> even though I'm not, even though I'm not high on Arizona running backs, but I just have a feeling that he can be that another ninth, tenth round guy that you're gonna with it. Or he could be a waiver wire guy. I think you know what? That's another. That's another thing on my team. I think. I think um, that's the reason why I picked him. I think he can be a. Um, I think David Johnson can be a waiver wire guy. Like someone by week three or four, you like. Wait a minute. This guy might be a gem. <laughs> he can be that gem you pick <laughs> from the waiver wire. From the waiver, so mm-hmm. that's another sleeper. Um, another guy. I mean, he's not a he's not gonna be a waiver guy, but um, um, a sleeper is um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mc, Mc, uh, Jared McKinney. I think that I'm saying his name. Oh right. yeah, Jared yeah, in, in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could, yeah, I mean, you know, of course, under Adrian Peterson, but we, you know, it's 
this is a sleeper. This, I'm just letting y'all know, this is a sleeper. So this is someone that you can, you know, because every year playing fantasy football, can you know, it's always that gym. It's always somebody mm-hmm. that you be like, what? You know, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, God forbid, for people who pick Adrian Peterson top one or two, if something happens to AP, rather injury, if him not playing his whole year, kind of affected his body and he get injured from the first big hit or something like that to do something with his knee or something like that. This guy might get the, he might be the next guy up and he might get the workload. I would not, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. We've seen crazy things happen in the NFL. Adrian Peterson might get injured in week five. Guess what? That guy is going to be a gym to pick up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jared McKinnon, he can be a gym to go get. <laughs> so he can, he's going to be that guy that everyone's going to rush for they use their laser wire plane to get him. So. Those are my sleepers. I'm, 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 I'm going. I'm digging. I'm really, I'm digging. Really, I'm really digging with my sleepers because I always look at it from the standpoint of who are we going to be going after in the waiver wire come week five or six. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to be somebody yeah. that we're going to go after. That we're going to be like, oh man, I got to use my waiver claim to get this guy. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I do. I'm going with my secret pick. So if you listen, please take note. Um, Charles Sim had had his moment. He had he had a shot last year and. You know, Doug Martin was terrible last year, and he was hurt. Um, but I, 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 Charles Sims is a good sleeper, and maybe Doug Martin is more of a, a – I don't know if he's even a breakout candidate. I think people are overlooking him. I think he could he could have a bounce-back year um, because of the year he had uh, the year before. But if he doesn't, then you're right. Charles Sims is definitely the guy to own. I, I'm – I know that the people have been talking about Duke Johnson, but Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West, like, is he that much better over them right now that they're willing to give him the job over that two-headed monster? I mean, come on, come on, Isaiah. We're talking about Cleveland. Or are you talking, about, talking about A little bit of both, though, but we're talking about Cleveland. They're, they're never really, like, sold on or really kind of going with who's going to be the go-to workforce of their squad. It could be it could it could be it could be um Correll. Correll can have they can start off over four. Correll can be having bad games, they can go to the next guy. Or they can go you know I mean, you never know with Cleveland. They're so they so like discombobulated as far as the running game as far as the running game goes, so you never know. <laughs> That's why you always have a chance to throw a Cleveland running back out there because someone's gonna get the workload. You know, you just don't know who whose job's gonna get taken from that workload. Yeah, I mean, he's going as high. He can be a waiver wire. Yeah, he can be a waiver wire, man. He can be a he can be a second waiver wire guy, or or a late or a late round, you know, a late pick guy. And I I think if you want to, well, I think that leads into um, into the next topic about handcuffs. I think he could be definitely. I think he's definitely a good handcuff to own um, out of those two because they, you know, both of those guys had some some injuries last year. And um, he could, you know, explode. Like Mike Pettin says, he looks explosive, you know, in practice. Um, so they, they like him. And if he could separate himself, so he might be a good guy to to um, to handcuff, um, you know, depending on how the season play out because injuries are crazy. Another mm-hmm. guy I think is a good handcuff is Trey Mason. Um, he, you know, he, he looked great last year, too. He just never really – well, he got his, his opportunity late. But um, but he's a good handcuff, so I I will hold on to him. I will hold on to Andre Williams because Rashad Jennings will get hurt at some point. Um, now Davis I got a good handcuff. Prob- Who's that? No, go ahead. No, I mean when you finish, when you finish. Oh, okay. 
yeah, Niles Davis is probably the one you you need to you need to own uh, because he he's just well I won't say just as good but he had his moments last year you know uh, you know um, playing with Jamal Charles so he's a good one and uh, you know what I'll stop there I'll stop there there's more. Um, but I'll, I'll stop there. What you got? Danny Williams. Danny Williams is a, is a, is a, is a good cover because not only he's going to give you, you – you know with Danny Williams, he's going to give you receptions and he's going to give you rush yards. That's a given. Mm-hmm. The dude is like a wide receiver slash running back player. That's He's came to the league that way, being a, a good slot guy and getting a, and a, being a good guy to get it from the backfield. So – that's a good guy you want to cover right there. He and he's he's going to get his chance to San Diego because I mean they don't really have like just a go-to horse or a go-to guy. So uh, Danny Woodhead is one. Um, who else? Um, yeah, I think I, I agree with you on the Nile Davis because I remember I got him late. He was he was a, a waiver gem of mine that I got late uh, late during the season last year. So Nile Davis is a good one. Um, who else? Shoot, I would say Bishop's uh, Bishop Sankey. Um, he could be a good one. Oh, he he is starting. So I didn't know if he was. Yeah. I, I didn't know for sure if he was starting. Oh wow! So he's yeah, starting over David he, Cobb. I think he's a starter. He's starting over David I Cobb. I think so. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. I thought I thought David Cobb was the starter for Tennessee. I, I was going to say Bishop Sankey because I mean you never yeah you never really knew which David Cobb which you going to get. Um, Giovanni Bernard, which is only yeah. just because, yeah. only because, yeah, because you know, just because of his ability to catch the ball in the backfield. He's, he's he's another one of those guys that can give you rushing yards. He can give you a sixty rushing yard game in a seventy reception yard game. Like he can give you that in, in one game. He might not give you a touchdown, but he can give you sixty yards rushing and seventy yards reception. That's pretty good, especially if you got him at the flex position. That's a good. That's a, that's that's good. So those are my players. That was, that's, that's what I got. All right, so I'm looking up David Cobb now, and they right now it's a uh, platoon, but they are saying that David Cobb may end up with more carries when the season is over than Bishop Sankey. So okay. he may just end up winning the job. So I think right now I think they're just they're they're neck and neck for that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I think so. Bishop Sankey or David Cobb could be both good handcuffs to have. Um, so I think if you get so so yeah, so handcuffs is you drafted Jamal Charles. Now you got to get his backup. That's really what we're looking at as a handcuff. And mm-hmm, as a potential mm-hmm. strategy, you can go ahead and get the backup because you know at some point this guy's gonna get hurt, and whoever has him will be without a running back. So if you draft Bishop Sankey. You might as well, if he's still on the board late and you got to pick the ways, get David Cobb as well. And um, and definitely if you draft Jamal Charles, you, you need to get Niles Davis, um, you know, as, as your backup because uh, he can step right in and they won't miss a beat. And he's proven that um, last year. And I think the same thing goes with possibly even Darren McFadden and Joseph Randall. I think they handcuff each other, um, you know, in that system. Uh, same thing with Trey Mason, Todd Gurley, and um, and I like Danny Woodhead. I I, I like Danny Woodhead. Just you know, I mm-hmm. think in all honesty, 
Danny Woodhead could be a sleeper, man. Um, he's going to catch the ball, and he's a hard physical runner in spite of his size. Yeah. Something to think about. And uh, Oh, and Joy Bell and Ab- Abdullah. I think those are two handcuff situations. And Doug Martin and Charles Sims. So, um, so yeah, so those are your handcuffs. Guys that you need to look at. Um, to pick up late in the draft, don't don't waste high picks. But we're talking about somewhere in the the forty eight to fifty range, um, you know, of your draft. And let's see, so that's handcuffs. So I, I guess to wrap up, rookies, man. I mean, you've already talked about rookies earlier this year. You, you tend to stay away from from rookies in in football because of uh, well, go ahead and explain why. Again, you you tend to run away from rookies. No, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. I just tend, I guess, because you know, unlike basketball, that transition from college to NFL as a rookie running back is is it's, it's, it's a whole new ball game. I mean, you know, you're dealing with faster line linebackers, dealing with bigger and faster linemen, defensive ends. You know, you you don't know what situation you're going to get into. You know, as far as you being able to, to get a lot of carries to, to prove yourself. You don't know what quarterback you could be going. You could be top dog in college, but you didn't go to a team like a Cleveland Browns where they don't have a stable quarterback or someone that's a threat. And then you out there looking, uh, let's not remind ourselves, Trent Richardson. Like, you remember him? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just like, I just, I just never been really high on trying to get a, a rookie running back. Like I said, the only guy I've ever took a chance on early was Adrian Peterson. But, you know, how many Adrian Peterson you got coming to the league every year? <laughs> not a lot. So he's just one of right. he's just one of these. So yeah, I'm just not really high on getting on getting I've never been high on getting Ricky Bryant back man. Like they like they have to prove to me, you know, oh okay, you, you I can see why you was worth that their third, fourth, or fifth round pick or whatever. I think the r- rookie running backs so Melvin Gordon is ranked uh fifteenth and and just for everybody's uh just so everybody know, I'm looking at Yahoo, so they may be different in, in other rankings, but this is Yahoo. We play in the Yahoo Fantasy Football League. Um, too bad they're not, you know, paying us for that, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, so Melvin Gordon is ranked 15th. I, I, and, uh, okay, so let me give you. Melvin Gordon is ranked 15th. Amir is 22nd. TJ Yeldon is 23rd. And Todd Gurley is 26th. So Todd Gurley, you're definitely not drafting as part of your one-two tandem. Um, you may, so say you may go with Abdullah, but I think the safer bet would be Bell. And I think after that, you have C.J. Spiller, Christopher Ivy. I probably would go. Uh, I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know if I would take Yeldon. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, if, if I have to pick a running back two, and I'm stuck with. So everybody's off the board, and I'm stuck with Amir Abdullah, T.J. Yeldon, C.J. Spiller, Christopher Ivey, and Todd Gurley. I probably would go Todd Gurley just just on the potential upside, but he's going to get hurt, so I'll handcuff him with Trey Mason. Um, I, if, I don't know if I would take Melvin Gordon over Mark Ingram or Joseph Randall. I may take Melvin Gordon over Andre Ellington. Would you do the same? Melvin Gordon over Andre Ellis. Yes, yeah, Andre Ellis. play for? Oh, oh, oh Arizona. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, yeah, I would take Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I would take Melvin Gordon over. 
Yeah, and it's because I, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. It's just something about. Like, he's just not pro. He's not proven. He's haven't really done nothing enough to where I'm like, okay, I need to get this. I'm, I'm gonna pick this guy. I'm gonna go with this guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and then where, where I'm picking, it depends on what I'm picking to bring back. Where I'm picking Melvin Gordon. Like, is this a fourth rounder? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know. <laughs> So around oh, so what twenty so he, in most cases they're saying he's going around the twentieth pick, twentieth fourteen, twentieth running backs yeah. are thin, B. Man, because we, we, okay, man. so Melvin Gordon. Let me give you let me give you the tier he's with. So you already know Jordan. Okay, so twelve team lead. So Lamar Miller caps yeah. off that first tier. Um. After that, that that second tier going to is Latavius Murray, Frank Gore, and then Melvin Gordon, and then you have Mark Ingram, Alfred Morris, Joseph Randall, Andre Ellison, and Jonathan Stewart. You almost have to take Melvin Gordon because I'm taking I'm taking dude from Oklahoma. I'm taking Murray. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking him. Latavius oh yeah, Murray. I would take Murray. But if 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 Murray and Gore are gone, you're you're left with Gordon, Ingram, Morris. Randall and Ellington and Stewart as your next five running backs. I'm probably After taking, that, you have Carlos Hyde. I'm right? probably taking I'm probably taking Ingram only over over Gordon because you know QB the the the, the, the able to, to go deep. Like you said though, I was expecting Ingram to have a more of a breakout season last season, and he really didn't. But at least I know what I'm getting with with with, with what's man. Freaky, um, scare me. They just scare me so much. I would probably take Ingram. Um, yeah, I would take Ingram. I wouldn't take Morris. I, I would take Ingram. Then I would take Randall. Yep. Yep. Then I would take Gordon over Alfred Morris, Andre Ellington, Jonathan Stewart, Carlos Hodge, and anybody else below that. I may even. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Because what I was about to say is if, if I'm looking at Melvin Gordon and the rest of those running backs I named, and then Todd Gurley is still there, I may take Todd Gurley. I, you know, mm. I, I don't know. I I may Todd take Gurley, I may he, take he, the, he might be out for a minute, though, right? I think Todd Gurley's going to be out. Nah, he, he started, yeah, he's cleared to practice. So okay. I yeah. may take him. And some, you know, they're saying he's, his average draft position is right around the 30. But, you know, am I comfortable with Andre Ellison? He probably, because he's true. I don't know if I'm comfortable with Andre Ellison. I think that I would need a backup for him, as well as Jonathan Stewart. Carlos Hyde is iffy, you know, because they're going to stack the box. Reggie Bush is also there. You know, Detroit has a a timeshare, and Yeldon is a rookie. C.J. Spiller is in New Orleans. Um, You know, he may be the new Bush. uh, You know, so he's he's not the lead back. I'm looking at Christopher Avia, Todd Gurley, and Melvin Gordon. You know, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This, this, this man, running backs are, are kind of crazy, man. But then, it if, is, man. then you're looking at Arian Foster. You know, I, look, we 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 went through our scenarios. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's gonna wrap up the show, man. But um. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of crazy when you're looking at these running backs. So I I don't know. I think with me, I think there's certain value I place on some of the guys 
beyond the top 24 if I get in a sticky situation. But I think after the two years where I haven't had a running back, I've failed to make the playoffs, you best believe I'm I'm getting my running backs this year. Because wide receiver is deep, and we're talking about that in the next show. So that's it. We're done. That's the running back preview. Hopefully we've given you guys enough value to go out there and do your own research, add that to what we've talked about, and hopefully you can make a sound decision. But we gave you sleepers. We gave you some potential butts. We gave you breakouts. We talked Peterson. The rest, of, the rest is on you guys, man. The rest is on you guys. So make sure you join us next time for the wide receiver fantasy football preview. And then we're going to oh, also go to the tight end. Yeah, yeah, that that one may. I think we almost ran an hour and a half on this one, but we had a lot to talk about. Plus, we we started a little bit late talking about Winston because it was preseason football tonight, so about 15 minutes late. So we still was around about an hour having the actual conversation. Um, yeah, I think I think wide receiver is going to be a real interesting conversation. Tight end should be short. Um, that's not deep and not a lot of value there. And um, and then we also plan on having a, uh, a live – I don't know if it'll be live, but we're going to do a mock draft so you guys can kind of see some of the decisions that we make, and we'll put that on the YouTube channel so you can check that out. But um, but until then, man, that's going to do it for us. We're, we're done. Peace. Peace.